if you were uh, here last week, we uh, talked about uh, the importance of uh, good character. And we uh, um, looked at just the various character traits, of course, found in the fruit of the Spirit, found in 1 Corinthians 13, the chapter on love, uh, that uh, one of God's goals for us is to upgrade us to be more like Jesus. Uh, God is wanting to make us more like Christ, of course, uh, again, which is a really good thing because Christ is full of life. And uh, if we become more like Christ, we will become more full of life and able to bless others and serve others in, in the kingdom. And God, one of God's goals is to make us more and more like Jesus. And that includes our character, that God is forming our character and wanting to mature our character. Uh, we talked about how that is a, a twofold partnership, that God is at work in us, but we also partner with God as well in growing our character. As it says in 2 Corinthians, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord. That God is increasing our glory that he is giving us. He is transforming us. And he's doing that, it says, it comes from God. Uh, there, there's good news that if you have Jesus in you, he is so powerful and strong that he is transforming you, making you more and more glorious, more and more like Jesus. But at the same time, the Bible says that we are to be working with God. Uh, God is wanting to upgrade us, but we uh, work in a partnership. Uh, as 2 Peter says, it, it says to make every effort. It's talking about growing our character. That we want to make every effort to make sure we are partnering with God in, in growing our, our, our character. And this is really important. This is all still review. Uh, our, our character is really important, as Proverbs 22 says. It says a good name, or you can say good character, is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. In other words... To have a Christ-like character is so important. The Bible says it's worth more than riches. And we know in our world that a lot of people will uh, compromise their character in order to receive wealth. Will compromise their character in order to uh, look good in front of other people. And the Bible says it's the opposite. That character is more important than money or fame or power or looking good. Uh, we need to make sure that we are growing our character and we keep that as a priority. We talked about how uh, we know what a character is like. That character is seen in a pattern of behavior. Uh, that we can't say we're patient if I was only patient once last month. Uh, it's a pattern of behavior. And more specifically, it's a pattern of behavior under stress. That you know what's inside of you when you get pushed. When you're placed in a difficult situation. That's what you know what your, your true character is like. Because Jesus said, uh, what good is it if you love those who love you? Uh, it's, always, it's easy to have great character when you're around people who love you. It's easy to have great character when your marriage is perfect. It's easy to have good character when everybody likes you in church. But it's your true character is revealed when you're pushed. Yeah, that's right. When you're around someone who uh, isn't nice to you or you're around a community that, that is pushing you a little bit, you know what's in your cup when you get bumped. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about that. Uh, we also talked about how... An undeveloped character limits us in life. We looked at a study by uh, Robert Clinton who studied uh, different stages of leadership. And he looked at, there's basically six stages of leadership. 
and this works for all of life, these kind of six stages, and he said, the last three stages are when leaders produce a lot of fruit. But what he found is that most people don't make it to those last three stages. And the number one reason he found was character issues. That God has laid out plans and destinies and, and purposes in your marriages, in your workplace, in, in your school, and, and these things for the kingdom. He said, I want to do this in your life. But most people don't make it there because of character flaws. And if you want to walk into the fullness of what God has for you in your relationships and in your world, then you need to work with God and allowing him to upgrade your character. And so those are just some of the things we talked about last week. And you can go online and get all the details if uh, you want. But today, we're going to talk about how do we actually grow our character? Uh, how do I actually change my character? And again, don't fall into the excuse of thinking, well, my family's just like that. That's just how we are. Uh, I've always been like that. I could never change. That, that's a lie from the enemy. Now, it might be more difficult for you than another in that one area. It might be hard. But we have a God who is able to do anything and everything. And when you partner with him and stop making excuses and say, God, I want to work on this, it is amazing what he can do. So the first thing you want to do is just choose one character trait. Uh, don't look at your list of ten because all of us <laughs> fall short in various areas. If you just put a whole pile of them in front of you, you're just like, oh, well, I suck. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, just choose one. Uh, just choose one character trait. And you can uh, do that by asking yourself, uh, uh, what character patterns in your life do not resemble Jesus? Uh, the best way is to ask the Holy Spirit. Is to listen in prayer to see what the Holy Spirit brings to your mind. And you can just be quiet and say, Holy Spirit, uh, what character trait do you want to grow in me? What area do you want to upgrade me to be more like Jesus? And you just listen. Maybe drop a word, maybe drop a picture, maybe a scenario to put in your mind. Uh, but just choose a character trait, and, and that's where you begin this journey of how to grow your character. Secondly, you want to pray daily for that trait. And I want to give you some really, 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 really good news when it comes to changing your character. And here it is. 1 John 5. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask Anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. In other words, when you pray something according to God's will, and you partner with that, God's going to bless that in you. And I will guarantee you that making your character more like Jesus is absolutely God's will. Uh, now, there is not nothing in, in, in character-wise that, that is a major defect in your life that God's saying, and it's okay, you're just, your family's always been like, you can just stay miserable or whatever. Uh, no, uh, God's saying, I want to upgrade you and I want to bless you and you full partner with me and start praying into that. Man, you're just going to see God's power begin to bubble up and you're going to begin to see those things change. So you want to take that to prayer. And this is one of the ways we partner with Him. This is one of the ways we stop making excuses and say, God, I... I really want to see this change in my life. I really do want to become more like Jesus in my character, in my attitude. And you just begin to lay it out. Uh, God, I claim this promise that if I bring things to you that are according to your will, I know this is your will, so work this in me. Uh, you go with that and you pray daily for that trait. 
Uh, something else you can do is uh, identify a time you failed. Listen to the Holy Spirit for practical steps. Uh, maybe uh, uh, you can, I mean, if it's a character defect, it's, it doesn't take long to uh, picture in your mind a time when you blew it or you failed. And you can just imagine that scenario in your mind where you were really negative or where you weren't patient or where you're not kind or you weren't loving. And again, we bring this to Jesus. Uh, one thing you could do is just say, uh, you just imagine your scenario and, and you ask Jesus, where were you in that situation? As you lost your patience in the grocery line, <laughs> as, as someone came to you and blamed you for something and you lost your temper, where were you in that situation? And then you could ask him, uh, what do you want to say to me about that situation? And then you want to ask, what would it have looked like if I responded in faith and trust? And by the way, this is all in your notes because you're probably not going to remember all this. It's stuff to take home and work in your quiet time. Uh, but this is very helpful. I mean, uh, when I wrote this out, um, I was just thinking back to a time when one of the character traits I've been working on is courage. Because sometimes I lack courage. Um, and I would just picture a scenario recently where I lacked courage. And, and I asked Jesus, where were you in that situation? And I could just picture him right next to me with his hand on my shoulder. And, and, I, and I said, Jesus, what do you want to say to me about that situation? And, and he was just saying, Jesse, you're forgetting I'm with you. I'm right here, the God of the universe. I'm right here. And, and then I asked him, what would it have looked like if I responded in faith and trust? He said, and you totally missed out on what I wanted to do in that person's life and in your life. Uh, let's, let's go together. It's really helpful because now I have that in my mind, and next time I face a situation where I need courage, I can quickly remember Jesus is right here. And he's got an opportunity for me here, so I'm going to walk into it. And so one way, it, just in your devotions, is to process this, is is Jesus, where were you? What are you saying to me? And how can I walk out in, in obedience? Uh, you want to also learn and memorize scripture about your trait. There's a lot of wisdom in scripture. There's a lot of wisdom about that character trait that you want to grow. And so one of the things you can do is uh, just do a topical study on your character trait. If, if you use this site, openbible.infotopics, it's got like a, a thousand different topics. You can pick anything. Uh, but uh, you can pick goodness. And just do a topical study in the Bible and learn about your character trait. Because it's, uh, God's word is full of wisdom. You're going to learn things about your character trait. You're going to learn how to exercise it. And, and that is very helpful because God's word is truth. Uh, but you can take that and also memorize scripture passages concerning your character. And this is super, super, super important because one of the reasons a lot of people fight changing their character and say, well, I've tried before, it's never worked, and I'm just always like this, and they've given up, is because they haven't changed their thinking. Look what Romans 12 says. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You need to have your mind renewed. You need to make sure you're filling your mind with the things that are of God. You need to be filling your mind, as we talk about here, with God's thoughts. Uh, we can't afford to have any thought in our mind that doesn't line up with God. And so one of the we do, ways we do that is to memorize Scripture. And we, we take those thoughts, as it, it says in 2 Corinthians 10, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And so here's how it could work. Uh, you're struggling with fear. 
You memorize a verse like, uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. And so in that moment, you, you get afraid, and all of a sudden you take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, and you have that verse right there. You don't need to go to your Bible. You don't need to go find your phone. You don't need to ask somebody. You just immediately know, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of, and you can just say that, and you let that flood your mind. That's what the Bible says, you are transformed by the renewing of your thinking. And at that moment, you just continually think about how horrible your situation is and how, how much you're afraid and I can never change and I always respond this way, uh, you're going to get stuck. And so you want to learn and memorize scripture about your traits. Here's what Psalm 1 says. He's talking about this fruitful person. It says, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, or on scripture, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. Uh, why is he bearing fruit? Uh, why is what he's doing prosperous? It's because he's filling his mind with scripture. He's filling his mind with the truth of God. It is really important that we fill our minds with this book. And it's kind of a lost art, but it's really important that we need to memorize scripture. Because one of the ways we take thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ is when we have them. <laughs> we know what God's thought is about that situation because we've been in this book. And so when we face that issue where we're struggling in character, we can take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Jesus and walk out in truth. Another way you can do this is to make them personal. And uh, I find this helpful. This is one of the verses I used a couple years ago. And it says in Psalm 112, it says, They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. You can take a verse like that, but personalize it and memorize it this way. And I don't have this memorized anymore, but I did. But it was like this. Jesse does not fear bad news. Jesse confidently trusts the Lord to care for him. Jesse is confident and fearless and can face his foes triumphantly. You can take scripture and memorize it that way and implant it in your mind. So again, you can quickly take captive every thought, make it obedient to Christ, and walk out in the truth uh, of who you are in, in Christ. Super important here is to be filled with the Spirit. Paul, to Christians who had the Holy Spirit, Paul said to them, be filled with the Spirit. And the Greek sense there is to be continually filled. In other words, it's not just a one-time thing, but you can continually be immersed and filled with the Holy Spirit. And the good news is, the more you're filled with the Spirit, the more fruit of the Spirit is produced. And guess what? The fruit of the Spirit has to do with those character traits that we are trying to grow. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Notice it's a fruit of the Spirit. You, you ever look at an apple tree? And you ever see an apple tree like, just like shaking, trying to produce fruit? It's like, just, it just happens naturally. And this is what happens with the Spirit. The more of the Holy Spirit uh, you have in you, you just naturally produce fruit. And I don't know about you, but for me, the thing that has worked better than any other step here in terms of growing my character is just to, uh, just to get closer to Jesus. 
The more you get closer to Jesus and the more you just invite the Spirit to saturate every aspect of your life, it is amazing how some things that you struggled with just kind of begin to fade away. Sometimes these things you struggled with, you just kind of lose interest in. And all of a sudden, the, the, the fruit of the Spirit for instance, just becomes easier because you're flooding yourself with God. You're letting him into every area of your life. You, you're just going to a deeper and deeper surrender. You're, you're humbling yourself more and more. And the more you open yourself up to God, the more he changes you. And this is the truth of John. Where Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in, he, in, uh, in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. And that has to do with the fruit of, of your character as well. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's where our character defects come, is when we move out without him, when we, we haven't been saturating our, ourselves in his presence. But the more you just turn your face to him and spend time with him and think about him and take every thought captive and just live for Jesus, the more it just changes in you. Uh, so be filled with the Spirit. Uh, you may want to receive inner healing. And really, this, you know what that is? It's basically just allowing Jesus to speak into who you are and who he is. A lot of times our character defects in our life are actually a result of wounds in our identity. That is, there are lies we believe about ourselves, or we believe lies about God. And inner healing is basically a time of prayer where people can come alongside you and help you discover those lies you believe. In other words, you might uh, have difficulty forgiving people, and you just find yourself kind of bitter. It may be a result of someone you've never forgive, forgiven. And because you haven't forgiven that person, you just kind of suddenly find it easy to, to not forgive these people, and that needs to be healed. You, you need to forgive that person. Uh, maybe you find yourself kind of angry and controlling all the time. Uh, that may come from a lie that you believe that God isn't really there for you. And therefore, you, you need to control the situation. That you gotta, you got to be God in that situation. you gotta, you got to get angry and control because you actually don't believe that God truly loves you or is really there for you. Uh, a lot of times, our character defects are actually lies we believe about God. Lies we believe about ourselves. Uh, you might not believe that, that you're accepted in God's eyes. And then, therefore, you are always tearing down other people and being really negative about everybody around you because somehow you need to justify yourself by being better than other people so you look good in front of God's eyes and you don't really believe that God fully accepts you because of Jesus. I tell you, when you, uh, you point out these lies that you subtly believe, it can really set you free. And if you've never been through inner healing, I uh, encourage you uh, to do that. And... Um, uh, I know Lyle's been trained in that. Uh, Cara Michael, of course, are very well at helping people through that. There's others here. Uh, Bruce and Natalie Coyle. Um, they've done lots of training in this area, and it's very, very helpful. I've been through it a few times, and it's really released me to uh, greater freedom in Jesus. And uh, let's give a plug for the sem seminar, April 21st. They're going to be here for a whole day, uh, leading us through a seminar on discovering these lies about what we believe about God and ourselves and, and about others and, and helping us through this process. Uh, so I encourage you to all come out on Saturday, April 21st, um, uh, to go through this. Anyways, uh, maybe something you want to do. At least get prayer uh, in this area. Um, lastly, keep in step with the Spirit. Stop and choose correctly. Galatians 5 says, since we live by the Spirit, that's us who are followers of Jesus, we live by the Spirit. 
Let us keep in step with the Spirit. In every situation we face, the Holy Spirit's working. Uh, sometimes we run from what the Holy Spirit's do. Sometimes we cower and run the other way. Sometimes we don't want to partner with the, the Spirit because we want to do our own thing and get angry or be bitter or gossip or whatever. We need to keep in step with the Spirit. In other words, we always, always, always need to be asking, uh, Jesus, what are you doing in this situation? Uh, what are you doing in this situation? Uh, how do you want me to respond in this situation? And now I'll just finish with a bit of review of a message we did a few weeks ago because this is really helpful and uh, sometimes we need to think through things again and again. Remember we talked about STAR? Remember we talked about the upstairs brain and the downstairs brain? <laughs> or our downstairs brain is kind of the, our, our emotional react brain, fight, flight, flop, drop, freeze brain, <laughs> right? Uh, this is why you explode in anger when you do things that later you regret and you're like, why did I do that? Why did I respond that way? Why did that horrible character trait come out of me that happens when you're overwhelmed? Because remember, the upstairs brain has your emotional regulator. And whenever you get overwhelmed, uh, your upstairs brain disconnects from your downstairs brain and you do really stupid things. And so... To have your regulator back on and to walk in step with the spirit, you need to have your thinking brain back to your downstairs brain, which means you need to get out of being overwhelmed. You will never make a good decision when you're overwhelmed because the more overwhelmed you are, the more your upstairs brain is disconnected from the downstairs brain. And so we talked about the simple thing, start. Uh, the first thing you do if you start feeling yourself overwhelmed, because if you start feeling overwhelmed, you're probably not going to keep in step with the spirit. You stop. Because Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing, and that's to be us as well. That we should only be doing what we see the Spirit doing. And if we're overwhelmed, we're probably not going to think through that well. So the first thing we need to stop, uh, don't immediately fix the problem or the situation of the person because we first need to connect with Jesus. Now you want to take a deep breath and just remind yourself of the presence of God. Remember, take a couple deep breaths, you relax your shoulders, that's not new age, it's a science, it, it actually helps your upstairs brain connect to your downstairs brain. You just relax and say, Jesus is right here. God is right with me. You just, you know, relax yourself. And then the A, you want to appreciate and connect with Jesus. Because it says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on. So in that moment, you stop. You take that deep breath. You relax. Jesus is right here. And then you just begin to connect with Jesus. I thank you that you died on the cross for me. I thank you that you've forgiven me. I thank you that I'm accepted in your eyes. I thank you that you are so good and you're in control. You just connect with him for a moment. And then you're going to ask him how you want to respond. How does he want you to respond? And whatever he says, you do that in faith and love and do the right thing. You obey the direction you receive from the Lord because you know that's always best. And if God says, I want you just to not fight this battle then you don't fight the battle. Because not every battle you face, you're supposed to fight. There are some battles you fight, but there are some you don't. If he says, I just want you to love on that person, then you love on that person. If he says, I don't want you to pray or whatever, you just, you just respond in accordance with how the Spirit is moving because we are to keep in step with the Spirit. So take that uh, insert home and just uh, maybe work through that over this week uh, through your quiet times. Uh, but could you just imagine for a moment if all of us began to work on one character trait? Could you imagine how that would just change the atmosphere of this place? Uh, I think it would be awesome.
Could you imagine if every person who was married here began to work on one character trait? Could you imagine how that would just bless a marriage? Uh, could you imagine in our workplaces, if we just began to work on our character trait, could you imagine the doors that God will open? Because we talked about, again last week, God will not advance us to a place where our character is not. Uh, God may have plans for you, but he's saying, you know, your character uh, can't handle it yet. And so again, we need to work on our character so we can walk into the fullness of what he has for us. So God, we thank you uh, that your Holy Spirit is at work in us. I thank you that you are making us more and more into the image of your son, Jesus. I thank you that you are upgrading us continually. And God, we just lay in this moment, uh, just each of us, just, we just lay uh, our character trait before you. And we pray you take that defect and God, you would infiltrate it with the Holy Spirit and that you would reshape that into something that is in line with you. God, we push away the work of the enemy who has maybe put lies in our head that we can't change. We put that away because we know we can in you because you are strong and you are good and you are amazing. Now, God, we pray you would fill us with the Holy Spirit so that we wouldn't even desire uh, that ugly thing in, in our lives anymore, that we would desire the fruit of the Spirit in increasing ways. I pray blessing on our workplaces. I pray blessing on our marriages. I pray blessing on our friendships. I pray blessing on this community. I pray blessing as we go out from this place that we would walk in a way where we are always, always, always in step with your spirit, taking every thought captive, making it obedient to you. In Jesus' name we pray.